Monday, November 13th, and this is Season 8, Episode 5 of the Four Stars First Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. With me this week is Tommy. Hey, what's up? Cy. Hey, guys. And Joe. Hello there. Well, um, first, I, uh, it's been a while for me to be on the podcast, so I'm kind of excited to have this conversation. It's uh, I, I haven't really got to talk Spurs with you guys other than at the pub in a while, so I, I think this uh, this could be a, a good conversation. I get to come back at a time when we're kind of in some strife, <laughs> um, which we'll t- certainly talk about. Um, but first thing I wanted to say... Uh, uh, Sai, I wanted to, to thank you for the two episodes you hosted. I did listen; to, those were terrific. Like, uh, I'm I'm gl- glad you've uh, been stepping in. I'm kind of done traveling for the most part for a while. A little trip for thing uh, for our uh, American Thanksgiving here, but um, but otherwise, I should be back and uh, I can do some more. Um, but you, but you did a fantastic job while you were away. Um, I appreciate that. It was fun. Yep, and. Uh, We'll have you check your sound uh, too, uh, Sai. But um, uh, but first, I I, I want to roll into a conversation. Uh, we're not going to talk about um, the uh, Chelsea game in full. A lot of podcasts have already done that. It's a week later now. Like I don't see any reason to go into it. But there's a lot of fallout fallout that happened from that match, and we can kind of touch on some of the things that happened in that match as far as red cards and injuries and um, uh, even unrelated injuries that came after, like the Richarlison injury, that that are obviously a huge setback, and that will roll into what we talk about with Wolves. So I I first want to kind of touch on how how were you guys feeling? Because I felt like we played with courage, especially when we were down to nine men in that Chelsea match. Um, and that was encouraging to me, but I always felt like just the fallout of that game, the two red cards, uh, miss, missing players for extended time, and then the, the significant injuries to our most key players. I, I, I think it's hard to argue that the uh, the two players that were injured were probably our two of our most important players. Um, how did you guys feel about with this fallout from that match? Um, uh, who wants to take it first? Uh, uh, Joe, you want to tackle this? Yeah, um, sure thing. So I, I actually feel, I know we're not going to specifically talk about the, those games, um, only, but I did think the Chelsea game was so chaotic and it's really difficult to really analyze that game because so much was going on, but I did think we stuck to our principles in that game in the sense that we, even with nine men, still tried attacking all the time, kept playing the good football as best as we could with those circumstances. Um, I was very, very disappointed with the Wolves game, Um, not just because we lost, but honestly, the way that we even approached that game. um, I think, we. I'm sure we'll get into this in a bit more detail, but... Of course, like you said, Anthony, missing those players was was very detrimental. But I, I also think it was a case of sort of round pegs in what's the saying there? Round <laughs> square pegs in round holes. That's what I'm looking for. He he tried to like crowbar Hoybier, Dyer, these guys who were not equipped for the 
Ange ball, uh, you know, type of football. He tried to crowbar them into the, the team. And I understand why he did that, because they're experienced and he probably felt that was a better option than maybe some of the younger players who haven't uh, been tested out. But I, I think it backfired, honestly. And I, I, I kind of think as brave as he was against Chelsea, even with nine men, going for it, and we even almost equalised in that game, you know, even despite everything. Um, against Wolves, I kind of felt like he, it was almost like watching Conte or even Nuno or Mourinho football. It was like a throwback to to that. It was just a really stodgy midfield, really lacking creativity. And I do think he could have approached that a little differently, uh, to be honest. Yeah, tell me, uh, like this midfield was something I think we talked about at the pub a little bit. What do you, What were your thoughts? Yeah, I would say midfield, like, I'm never going to hate on Hoiberg's desire or will, I guess. Uh, he's always the one that's willing to, he always puts in 100%. But the way Ange Ball is meant to be played or the way Ange wants it to be played, he probably shouldn't be in there. Uh, I was kind of hoping LaCelso would get the start. And, like, Basuma didn't – I didn't think he looked great against Wolves. Uh, there is well, – everybody except Joe, we were at the bar. And you guys probably heard me yell, like, a few times at Basuma because, like, there was a few times where he felt – like, he fell asleep when the ball was passed, it, passed to him or when, uh, like, some play was going around. And I'm just like, what are you doing? And, you know, once LaCelso came on – he had the right idea of the passes, but you can tell it was rustiness because he doesn't play a lot. So, fair enough. And I think the biggest thing for me was, aside from the last goal, I think Dyer was partially responsible because he was, in again, in no man's land. And he was just standing there like there, he was not marking anybody. And it was like, what, 95th minute? Um, Dave, him and Davis, they are, again, as Joe said, I get why they, they were chosen because of experience. But the next two games, Astonville, who's like six right now, they're doing very well. Uh, and they picking up the pace since mid-last season. And then we got Man City right after that. Uh, I feel that this was this game against Wolves was probably the best chance for Ashley Phillips to start. I think he should have been afforded that opportunity because uh, Ange actually wanted him. Let's see what he has to offer. Because, like, realistically, if the same sequence of, of events happened and we lost to Wolves and Ashley Phillips was playing, I wouldn't have been as mad because it was his first start, actually probably his first appearance ever for Spurs, from what I remember, for the senior team. So, you know, let him live and learn. But, like, with Dyer and Davis, I know, again, Ange Ball, it doesn't, as Joe would say, square peg round hole. But it – I don't know. I just, I just feel like with the team that was put out, adjustments should have been made. Where, um, like, because, and like, I know, and it's kind of like the same thing with Pochettino and Conte, where they're like, this is the system we're playing. But I'm like, this is a patch up squad right now. Um, and we have no depth. So we got to make do. So I know we're implementing a new system, what, three months in? But it's, I'm like, I think we have a good point cushion right now. But it's, I don't know, it's, 
I'm kind of conflicted with my thoughts, I guess, is like, should we keep doing Ange Ball or like, should we kind of make adjustments because some of these players, they don't, they're not suited to the system. Yeah. Well, and to, to, to your earlier points, like I, I really felt that um, the, with the midfield, like yeah, Basuma has been not great over the last few matches, but you can kind of see it coincides with when his yellow card accumulation became a problem. Um, and I don't know if he got in his own head because uh, he wasn't passing well either at that time. So it's not it wasn't just his aggression uh, that went away with that. Uh, but with, with the, the, the midfield in this Wolves match, match we saw, um, you know, Saar basically taking on the the the, the most uh, like creative role, which he really has to be more the box the box guy. And like that was not uh, like an unfair position to put him in. Uh, I really, and then you have Basuma and Hoy Bier, who I think are more a match for replacing one another. Um, that like this just wasn't the right midfield to line up, and I agree with you that that Lo Celso would have been the, the 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 better fit. I don't know if he was fully fit to play, but um, but yeah, I, I think the midfield was a problem. The, the defenders, like who knows what Ange sees in training. Uh, we can't be sure that those, the Ashley Phillips is ready to go. Um, uh, he must be seeing something that he's not convinced. But uh, wh- wh- how are you feeling on this, I? Si? A quick second and go back to the Chelsea game. Joe, I kind of jumped off and didn't hear a lot of what you said, but I just want to very briefly touch on it. Um, the the nine men, I, I can't remember a match that I felt it was – this like important detrimental um, and and it affected us so much with with the injuries to Madison and VDV, which the VD Van de, the, that injury is is a very very large problem for us. Um, he has been maybe the MVP of the season so far, and that's over Madison, who's obviously been the creative person we've been dying for the last four seasons. Um, and then the red cards, you know, with Udugi and 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 and, uh, and Romero. Um, I, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because Ange gave an interview after the match, saying, you know, uh, that they still gave a go. If we had five men on the pitch, we'd still give it a go. Um, I, I love the I love the passion. I love the we're going to stick with our guns and we're going to fight for it. Um, I thought even losing the match was totally fine. Uh, I'm not even upset about that. I'm more upset about. Um, the following match going into Wolves, I felt like Ange took a step back and did not give it a go. And the reason why I say that is if you bring on Hoyberry, if you bring if you keep on Basuma, but you have more attacking midfielders like Les also that we talked about you guys were speaking of, and uh and maybe gave some of the uh, the speedier kids a shot at that point in time, that feels like you're giving it a go. Um I, it felt like he <sighs> just really wanted to sit back with Hoy Bear and help the center backs as much as possible. He's obviously very fearful of the Dyer Davies situation back there. Like we all are. Um, and not to say they didn't give their hearts and souls in the game. It's just Dyer's just lost a step. He's, he's not built, definitely not built for this offense um, or this team. Um, he's still a very nice player and he can, he can be very successful in other clubs. I don't think he's any, the amount of crap he gets, uh, throughout our fan base, let alone the league, is I think is way overdone. Um, I do have faith in Dyer. I just don't have faith in Dyer in the Ange system per se. But 
but that's kind of what I wanted to touch on about the ants part. I, I, give it a go. We you didn't really give it a go. We we kind although we did fire in a goal, and we'll talk about it like you know two three minutes in. Um, it still didn't feel like we really gave it a go. We were on our heels for most of this game. Yeah, no, definitely, uh, Joe. Yeah, I say I completely agree with you. I I, I think this. This game, the Wolves game, was an opportunity, you know. You should, like, the fans are all behind Ange. We all love what he's doing. He's made a great start. You know, we were top of the league. We've been doing great. A lot of goodwill there. I do think this was an opportunity, like Tommy said, to sort of, like, you know, I, you're right about Dyer, Si. Like, I, I I have got no nothing, like, negative to say about Dyer because he always does his best, right? But the he, he, Dyer is slow right that's not i'm not digging him out he's just a fact right like he can't do the things that van der ven and even romero who's he's pretty quick can do he just physically can't do that right so you put him in and the same with davis to a lesser extent but you put them in they're doing the best they can there's not you can't knock their effort you can't knock anything about them in terms of what they're doing out there but just they just don't have the physical capacity to do those jobs right so I kind of am with with Tommy in that Phillips, at least if you put him out there, he's not experienced or anything, but he does have the attributes, right? So if you're so into this system and this style of play, you've got to fit people into that, even if it means bringing a kid in who hasn't played before, right? Like Lacelso is an even better example. That's a no-brainer to me. You've got to play. Like, what's the point in Lacelso being in our squad if you're not going to use him in a game like that? I mean, we may as well have sold him in the summer. You know, the, 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 if you're not going to play him when Madison's out, when are you going to play Lacelso? Never. I mean, he, Tommy mentioned, I think it was Tommy mentioned he might not be fit. I mean, he's never fit. That's half the problem, isn't he? But he's he's fit enough to play for Argentina. Uh, he goes to play for them every time, doesn't he? He's gone. So I think he is fit. If he's not, Brian Hill coming back from injury also, I agree. But one of them surely could have started that game, like just so there's some creativity in the team. Um you know, I, I actually think in this game, the issue was more midfield, though, right? So I know we touched on this already, but Basuma, Sar, um, Basuma had a horrible game, like you say, Tommy. It was his, probably his worst game. And Hoybier, yeah, those three just don't have any creativity. You've got to put someone in there who can, who can find a pass. And uh, yeah, that's that's what cost us, unfortunately. And it was just it was just painful to watch. It just felt like, like uh, I already said this, but it just felt like a game from last season. It was like I'd kind of jumped back in time. It's like, oh, I've, I've seen this one before and it, it doesn't end well. And uh, that's kind of what was the case. Well, and, and you kind of have to think that like the Suma, uh, Sar, these guys look, are good players at what they do. And they fit well when they're playing alongside of Madison that has the creativity. Um, they, Basuma has his aggression. He can win the ball back. And he can thread a pass to, uh, to, to another midfielder. Like uh, to, he, he can keep the ball moving fast. Uh, but when you don't have that outlet to give it to, or you're trying to make Sar that uh, outlet, and he's not that, that guy, He's more of that guy that's going to be box to box doing everything. And he, I think he's a great player. Like uh, what Ange has got out of him this season, I never would have expected when I watched him play under Conte here and there. I thought he was a decent player, but like uh, he, he's looked fantastic this season. But now we're putting him in the, the wrong role. 
And meanwhile, we have LaCelso and Benton Core on the bench. And yeah, I understand both of these guys are coming back from injuries. Uh, we don't know how many minutes they can play, but you could start LaCelso for 50, 60 minutes and then take him off. Like uh, that, that would have been better to me or, or start Benton Core for, uh, for the first uh, 50, 60 minutes and then take him off. Um, I understand we don't want to like hurt our players that are just coming back from injury, but like um, starting with that midfield seemed like the bad idea, especially with the defense behind them. Not they were never going to be able to thread the balls through to that midfield, so it looked like we were just impotent uh, at getting the the ball into the attacking uh, final third, and th- that's why Sun looked terrible this game because he couldn't get. Uh, a pass like I mean I think he had one shot uh, for the whole match um, and he just didn't look that effective at all and yeah it, it was kind of a depressing and it, it was kind of a throwback to what we've seen in the past go ahead Tommy no, that's kind of the thing I mean I think we all kind of knew it was coming with the like performances from people from the coming off the bench it's just because we talked about it so many times where the depth is really lacking. Let me wrong. Ange has been subbing out players pretty consistently in most games and early too. But in terms of the starting 11, outside of the first match, second match until Chelsea, it's more or less been the same team um, that started. So I know why he's doing it, and unfortunately, those three transfer windows under Pochettino where we didn't buy a player, it, I mean, it caught up with a little bit of Jose Foley when Haywire with Conte, and now it's, unfortunately, we're playing, we kind of have to deal with it right now, and it's um, kind of going back to Chelsea, it's, yeah, Romero's out for another two games, Van Ven, we don't know how long he's out for, but it definitely looked painful, so probably end of the year at the very earliest. Uh, what's his name, Madison, who, don't be wrong, as I said, like, he's probably been our MVP, but I would still say Madison's probably the most important player on the field because of the way we attack. So who knows how long he's out. Thankfully, it's international break this week, and we won't be back until after Thanksgiving. But, I mean, it sucks that this comedy of event, or, well, comedy for others, but tragic sequence of events for us it happened within 45 minutes uh i think we like i said i think we all knew it was going to catch up to us just not within this time frame and while i will admit i did think we were gonna probably falter or and or somehow catch up to us it just and we have to roll with the punches it's still very frustrating just because of how great our start was but I mean, that's life, I guess. Sai, what you got? Tommy, I, I agree. It's, it's, I think we need to like, take a step back just as supporters and remember this is Ange's you know, third month as our manager trying to instill a brand new system um, with a lot of the same players um, that we've had for many, many years, um, especially now that uh, two of the key ones are going to be injured. It looks like they're going to be injured and come back around January. Um, but it, it, which is amazing from the Vandevin, um, standpoint, I thought he was 
in really trouble. I thought it was a tear. I thought it was really, it looked bad um, being helped off the field. Um, but with the uh, African Cup coming up as well in, in, a, in a few weeks and the, the lack of depth, especially when Saar and Basuma are off, Lacelso and Bentecourt are going to be a, just a gigantic um, piece of this puzzle for us. And I, I think this is the match, the next match, we have to come out firing. I'm, I'm personally, I'm hoping for something like Basuma, Bentecourt, and Lacelso with the back line up. Now, I don't know what the back line is going to be, Tommy, and, and I agree. I think you give Phillips um, a shot. I think you give – Just real fast, I can't be Basuma because he's uh, got yellow card accumulated. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, thank you, thank you. So it's not Basuma. So then it's probably Hoybear. I doubt it would be Sar, uh, Betacor, and the Celso, so it's probably Hoybear if I had my say in the thing. I, I also want to take give a shout-out to Royale, who's, who's honestly been playing well all season and being put in a situation where he's playing left back, definitely not his uh, – position and he comes in and works his butt off. He's getting a lot of flack too. And that back line is just so beat up. Poro is playing just stand up football out of his mind, energy all game long. Uh, I just, I just want to like, if Andrew's going to, if Andrew's going to push this narrative, fight, 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 go, go, go. I'm all about it. And I, I don't care what, where we finish in the table this year. Cause I still think there's money out there for us to, Solidify the team. I think we got to get to know the team, where the true holes are in the end system, and system, and and go from there. I, I, the whole we started this thing and we could win the league has never been on my mind. We've been we've been in the league with Conte December seventh in first place. It's it's not about the start. I hope we finish in the top four. That's obviously the goal. But for me and I hope for a lot of other people, let's keep our minds on the prize about this rebuild. It doesn't happen in three months. It happens over the course of a season, maybe even a season and a half, to kind of get this this whole thing going. And uh, go ahead, Tommy. So no, but like you brought up a good point with turning over the squad. Like even with Pochettino, it took him like two years, so four transfer windows to get her like Kabul, Lemon, Lennon, Townsend, Edbayor, etc. So don't get me wrong. I think our a lot of fans' uh, expectations were heightened because of our start. But, I mean, again, we're brought back down to earth. So, a little bit. But, so I'm like, because, I mean, as a fan, yeah, we're going to lose Basuma and Sar in January for probably a month, give or take. Hope I don't expect us to buy anybody. I think we're going to get, I wouldn't be surprised if we just got some loans in for the end of the season um, for players that are pushing for the Euro squad. But, who knows? Well, where you went there, Tommy, I think uh, plays to one of our questions pretty well. And it actually, it isn't a question, Rick. Uh, you, you've given us a statement, but but I'm going to read your statement anyway. And, and th- hopefully you'll be back on the podcast uh, to make your case uh, sometime in the next few months. But Rick asks, uh, tells us, I think most fans are focused on the wrong thing. We shouldn't be overly concerned about the league position, etc., uh, we we are at the very beginning of Ange's rebuild and should be looking at, at player and squad development. And he, I hate to say it about Rick, but I think he might be right here. Um, Joe? Yeah, I think he is right. And I think, you know, we acknowledge that. Sai even said 
pretty much the same thing uh, a few minutes ago. Um, I think Ange is doing amazing. You know, we're, none of us expected to be like top, you know, what are we third at the moment, even after the, these amount of games. So he, we're exceeding expectations. Obviously, this has been a bad week, not just because we lost two games, but we've lost players through injuries. And, um, you know, we've had, we've had a few problems. But I think the, the main issue for me is we have to we have to keep playing this system. Like, if this is what Angie's all about, then we need to do it all the time. And even if we lose we lose some players, we can't compromise on it, right? Because that's why this game, I think, it just caught up with us because we we our team looked tired and old. Like, and that's probably because we brought in players who were like old, <laughs> tired players, right? We don't we know Hoybie, Dyer, Davis. These are not you know players that are going to really add value long term so um i you know like tommy said you bring in ashley phillips you bring in a young player if lacelso's not fit give brian hill a, a game like let, let's roll the dice a little bit and try and keep keep up the ange ball idea don't i, I don't want us to try and see out a one nil at wolves i'd rather we honestly i'd, I'd probably maybe not a rather but i would feel better put it that way if we'd have tried to properly play against Wolves, and maybe we lose that game like four two or something, but we actually go go all out. Like I, I would take more from that, at long term, you know, than what we did. I just think he was a like unusually for him. I think Ange has been brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You know, ten out of ten in terms of like the things he's doing. But I just I, this was the first game where it didn't feel like it. it he was. It was his style. And I don't want that to be the case. I don't want these injuries to be an excuse, you know, like, oh, yeah, we're missing some important players. But, you know, that's part of football. We've got to get on with it. We can't just say, oh, Madison's injured. So now we're going to play free holding midfielders every week for two months. You know, that's not going to that's not going to work. We need to we need to get a better solution. Uh, well, for the and Berger. I think Ant probably asked those guys to play the way he wants them to play. But these, those guys just weren't capable of playing the way that you want. So it's really about squad selection and. Uh, so yeah. that's so that so Anthony, I, that's a good point. But if that's the case, that reflects poorly on a few people, right? Because he should know, right, that Hobie can't do the things that Madison does. He, he's plays Sar as like a number ten. You know, he's the one who's brought Sar in and developed Sar. But you must be able to see that Sar's not a number ten in a million years. He's a, he's the legs in the midfield. I just felt like there was some bizarre selections there. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it is another thing, Anthony. Right? You, you mentioned that. Like, how about to deflect a bit from Ange? Because obviously Ange is great. I don't want to like say it's his fault, really, but. All of us on this podcast were saying in our group chat, in our conversations at the bar or on this podcast, like, why didn't we sign a backup centre-back? Why didn't we sign a backup to Madison? If Lacelso's injured all the time and he never plays and he's not trusted, why is it, why don't we have someone else in that position who can come in when Madison's injured? You know, we like centre-back, we've got Dyer and Davis there. Why don't we just loan someone or do something in the summer for a, someone who can run? fast to play in that position if he doesn't trust Phillips, which, you know, I understand he's a young kid, but there's a, you know, there's a few glaring things there that we've missed. And that's kind of why we've been caught out, uh, I think. And is that necessarily Ange's fault? I'm sure Ange would have loved to have those guys. Uh, That might be, that might come more down to uh, the, the, uh, we didn't even have a, um, 
we did pretty good in the offseason, considering that we didn't really have like a uh, uh, like a GM of any kind or anybody that was really pulling the strings other than a paradigy in the the shadows or whatever we had going on. Uh, Sai, uh, you've been trying to get in here. It felt to me when he, that lineup dropped that we that Ange was thinking, let's play the players that um, have kind of best suited the situation. Let's not take too many risks. Try to get three points against Wolves because I bet he feels nervous to go and play Villa right now, and I, I believe we have City after them. Uh, and so it's it's he really really wanted these three points. I think it kind of bit him in the butt. And at this point, the next thing he's going to have to do is try to figure out how to to keep this offense, this this team dynamic going forward. And I it almost forces his hand to give Phillips a shot, give uh, Bentecourt and Lasalle a start. I would be super surprised if we see that same midfield come out again. And then. Uh, Another thing about the midfield is that there's a lot of talk that Hoiberg is being discussed as like a $35, $35 million purchase from Juventus, a couple other places. Uh, he's He said he wants to leave no, no bad will, but he wants, you know, everyday playing time, uh, Champions League football. I don't I don't blame him. Uh, and he's not necessarily perfect for this squad right now. So I'm wondering, how do you guys feel about, like, if, we, if we'd lost Hoiberg in this January win- window with – African Nations Cup coming up too. Does that even seem like a possibility that we could do that? Would Livy, would Livy actually sell and collect money and de- deplete the squad even further with all these injuries? I I think uh, to, to answer your question, yes. I I I, I think like uh, I, in the off season, I wanted to sell him, not because I don't think he's a good player. I think Corbier is great, but he was never a hundred percent suited for this system, and. We gotta start selling players at times when they have value, uh, and he has value still. Like if you can cash in thirty-five million for him, you can buy a young uh, midfielder that that uh, does suit the system a bit better. Might might need a little bit of work to really get into the first team, but you can work slowly work them in. I think that would have been the smart play in the off season. And now we certainly need to consider it this uh, winter window when when players have more value and um, but it gets tougher when we're missing a Madison. Um, so uh, like I worry that that decision's not going to get made uh, when when we really do need to to continue this rebuild and and find the right players for the system. Like I think Johnson was a great pick for this system, uh, um, and we we've seen him per- perform when he hasn't been injured and. Uh, have some bad luck uh, with uh, with red cards and having to be pulled just as the fall guy, uh, the not even the fall guy, the just like the uh, uh, the, the the odd man out. But uh, go, I think Tommy, you wanted to, to jump in there. No, uh, Joe. Um, you make you make good points, Anthony. I I I'd probably keep Hoybier though because I do think he he's quite versatile to come on. And he's done a good job when he's come off the bench to see out games. And I would worry if we sold him. I mean, you make a good point. He's got value and we've been terrible at selling players and getting good value. So I I see what you're saying there. But I think he's a player you can bring on with 20 minutes to go and he'll he'll do a job. And he's shown that a lot of times this season when he's come in. So I, I think as long as he's not really 
you know, unhappy and stinking the place out with it, which he doesn't seem like that type, I'd be all right holding on to Hoybier. I don't think he's a, a problem player. I, I think he, he does a decent job, but I don't want him starting every week, you know, and, and he wouldn't, if everyone's fit or even most players are fit, he won't do that, right? He's behind, uh, he's quite low in the pecking order. It's just Ben Tenker clearly isn't ready still. You know, he was out for almost a year, bad injury to his ACL. He's not, not risking him. That makes sense. Um, you know, like you said, I think it was Sai said in African Cup of Nations, we're going to lose two players in the midfield. <laughs> the thing is there, though, I don't think, uh, I think Basuma does Basuma. I think we said this on the last podcast. Basuma plays for uh, oh Mali. Thank you, Mali. I don't think they're going far, right? So I Basuma will probably miss like one or two games. Uh, that's it. So, yeah. Well, uh, any other? Oh, go ahead, Sai. I was gonna say I, I agree that I, I don't necessarily want to sell my um, bear, Joe. But to Anthony's point, if you're gonna rebuild a squad and you're gonna do it with Ange style, my question basically was: Are you willing to, you know, take a shot on loosening up this midfield even more than and then collecting some funds to kind of get the players that Ange needs? Because Ange obviously loves Hoy Bear. He's one of the first people off the bench for him. He's obviously a reliable football player. He's great for his nation. He's he's a fantastic footballer. He's been a, a workhorse for us for three seasons. Uh, I do really enjoy Hoy Bear on the, on the team. But to Anthony's point, I think it's time to start capitalizing on some of these players. And especially if they're not going to be suited or best suited for us going forward. Yeah, and and this is a rebuild. Uh, this was supposed to be a rebuild year, and we performed way above that capacity to the everybody's earlier points. Um, that that we still have to think that that way. Like, let's get the money in for where we can. Um, I, I wouldn't be opposed to like uh, selling a, a a Richarlson, which if if we got the right uh, uh, value for him. Um, I, we're not going to get what we paid for him probably at this point. And, um, and maybe when he comes back from this groin, he could be great for us, but, um, but maybe we have to like the people that aren't working out, like in a rebuild, move them on for what we can get and then buy the players that are going to fit this system. Cause Ange is a good, um, evaluator of talent. That's like one of the things he's been best at everywhere he's gone and he's gotten really good things people playing his system with players that are not as good as the players that we have. So, uh, so if we let him spend that money on the right players, then I think we can go far. Go ahead, Tommy. Yeah. My thing with Hoiberg is we'll get a pretty penny for him in January. So like say, as I think Cy was saying 30 some million, you know, mid season, I think Levy can probably uh, move the goalposts a little bit and say maybe 40-45 in theory. Because, but I'm like, realistically, if we if we got if if he was sold for that amount, who are we gonna bring in? Because transfers yeah. always in the middle of the year are gonna cost at or be at a premium. So who are we gonna buy? Um, yeah. I still I still maintain that we should probably get somebody on loan pushing for a Euro squad. Um, but the other caveat to that is I'm pretty certain Denmark didn't make the Euros. So 
Poirbeard does well. I think he's, he's what, 27 or whatever. If he does well at the Euros. That probably increases his value even a little bit more because he is a starter for Denmark. Maybe we can get him for 45, 50. I don't I, I say that as wishful thinking, of course. But, like, yeah, I think what has transpired over the past week with the squad, Levy's probably seeing that, like, oh, we, like, we were flying high. We need some reinforcements because of these injuries, but mm. it's still also Daniel Levy where he's like, he's going to be economical about this and only spend when the price is right or where he doesn't have to overpay. So for me with that, like that's why I'm tempering my expectations in that aspect. But Joe, what do you got? Yeah, just, I'll just close up on this, but I, I mean, I don't think anyone's paying 50 million for high beer. If he do, I'll be, <laughs> it's like, that'll be like Christmas come early. I don't think we're getting anywhere near that much for him, but um, exactly though, Tommy, that was my kind of what I was trying to articulate really is that I, I wouldn't be averse to selling high beer if, uh, conditionally, if we brought somebody in who was better suited and is of a certain standard, you know, like we did when we brought in Kulisevsky and uh, Bentank a couple of years ago, but I, I worry that we wouldn't do that and we'd, it would the player that we would bring in would be a short-term option with, for like a loan like we did with Dan Juma, someone who's not going to even play I don't think I think we'd end up with someone worse. I, I have no faith in in it. Not in Ange, just in our like in Levy spending that money, basically. So I think we'll probably have to wait till the summer, guys. And I think that's the same for these other guys, you know, Davis, Dyer, maybe Emerson, you know, those kind of guys. They're not we're not gonna sell them in January, I don't think. It's gonna be in the summer. And I think I think if we just accept that it's a difficult transitional season. We're learning about new players. Let's just, that's fine. You know, let's, let's just take that as it is and, you know, enjoy it. Well, <laughs> enjoy the process. Well, and I think we have to start thinking about that. And um, I do want to touch on our uh, one uh, other question. Like, well, Rick's wasn't really a question, but this comes from uh, Big Mike. So our own uh, Mike, uh, ho- hopefully we'll have him back on the podcast this season at some point. But Mike asks us, are we cursed? Why can't we have nice things? Um, and I'm sure that we all feel that way at this this stage. But go ahead, Joe. Uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate, right? Because I'm going to argue that we've been not lucky, definitely isn't the right word. But we have, up until the Chelsea game, you know, we got away with one against Liverpool. No one could argue that, that Diaz goal shouldn't have stood. Even Sheffield United, one nil down in the 93rd minute, I think it was, when Richarlison scored, then we obviously won it after that. Even like Luton, where we were a man down for over half the game. I think you can look at a lot of our games and say we could have easily at least drawn those earlier, some of those games, if not lost them. So, obviously, the Chelsea game, like people have already said, was a complete disaster on several fronts. It was a massive, like, clusterfuck of an event. It was it was horrible. Like, what could go wrong did go wrong on that night. But other than that, we've, we've probably done okay up until that point. So, I don't know. Like, this isn't this is a transitional season with a new manager. Let's not get too hung up on the results. It's unfortunate we've lost good players. Let's give young players a chance in those absences. Or like, Brian Hill... Uh, Ashley Phillips, let's try and roll the dice with some of these guys and see how they develop. I think that's the best bet. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, as far as Brian Hill, like, I really wanted to see him in this game, and I was really pushing for him to come in. But when he did, it seemed like he was just completely ineffective with the physicality of the of Wolves. Yeah. Um, and I I think maybe we have to be selective with how we use him. Like, yeah, I think he, he can be very effective against certain teams. Uh, but, like, a lot of the physical teams in the Premier League, he's probably not our guy. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I agree. We got to start using some of these guys, but I think we do have to be selective with how we use them. Um, and we've been very lucky that I think our first team at the start of the season can roll with anybody in the league. Um, and and we always said in the off season it was depth was going to be the problem this season, and uh, we got away with it. And I, some of that was going out of the League Cup and not having the extra midweek matches, and we got, got to kind of roll week to week. But then it just all hit us all at once with this Chelsea match. And uh, and now we've got to kind of suffer the consequences as we kind of um, um, re- recalibrate and and we're regressing back to probably what our expectations were at the beginning of the season. Um, but we've just gotten uh, on our high horses because we've just done so well. Um, I, I, I think we have to re- reevaluate that and say, hey, look, we're, we're in a top four competition. Teams that had the start that we have uh, don't um, not finish top four. Like uh, how we started, it's almost a shoe-in for top four. Now, if there's any team that can make that not happen, it's probably Tottenham, but um, we'd be the, the the first to do that, to win, win it, um, go on a, a, the streak that we did without losing. Um, but we're still in a good position here in the league is what, what I think we have to realize. And if we can just get through this, uh, th- this, difficult period without Madison. And then yes, the African cup of nations is going to hurt us. Um, and we've got to, um, uh, make sure that we don't get any more send offs and we have to play a little bit more intelligently at times. But, um, if we can get through this period, like I think we can be there in the top four conversation towards the end of the season. And, and, uh, and that that's probably higher than we expected with, with this first year of Ange. Second year of Ange Ball is always the 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 one that we really look towards. Um, we just can't fall off the rails during this period. Is kind of where I'm at on this. So how, how are how are you guys feeling about that? Like recalibration of expectations. Uh, go ahead, Sai. Think. I'll speak for myself, obviously, but I think the, my expectations are the exact same. I just think you need to go out there and fight and play the ant ball away and 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 give it all you got. Uh, we we might see ourselves lose four in a row here. We're playing a very, very hot Villa team. They are defensively impressive, and Watkins has been excellent. Now, granted, we're coming, we're playing this match at home, but we are deathly injured, like we've been discussing for the last thirty, forty minutes. I I can see us losing this match. I don't see us getting points at city. This is not a sit the bus team. Uh, like we've done with Conte and, um, early on and got results. I, I feel this, this is a, we're going to lose that match pretty handily, I would think. And it's okay to grow from it and learn. And, and I think that's 
where I want to be. I get I get a little nervous that we're going to be, you know, in trouble losing four straight if that happens. And then we start, you know, the African Cup starts coming and we start losing players. And then we're in a bigger lull than we even imagined. Uh, we started hot, but I could see us in real trouble here. I don't mind losing some matches as long as, like we discussed, as long as we've, we're utilizing players and figuring out who is ready for what's you know, for this system would be my the most important thing coming in the next like four to five matches. Yeah, that is key at this point. Like, just figure out who fits, and that and that was the I think part of my disappointment with this Wolves match was that that Ange is known for being a guy that gives young players a a, a chance and. Um, and it's more about who can play this system. Like, and he's done that with other clubs. And like, I just don't know why it wasn't a thing there. Why it was this, uh, Dyer Davis, uh, combination when, uh, we, we had younger options and we don't know what's going on. Like, I mean, and you, you listen to his interviews, uh, and made it clear that like he, he clearly doesn't think those guys are ready. Um, but we just have to wonder. It's just like, uh, what? What are these guys going to be rewarded? Or let's say, uh, like a uh, Connolly, who's performing fantastic in the underside. Like, um, what? How do we re- reward young players that are playing well? Like, even if it's giving them five, ten minutes at the end of a match. They should get that reward at some point for their performance, and um, and it seems like Ange would be that guy that would do that. Um, but um, I don't know. Maybe that's pressure that comes from the, the Daniel Levy's of the world and the 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 front office that um, that no, you've got to go with the the the, the sure thing, Premier League ready. But um, but yeah, if you're going to try the system it just the uh, dire davis uh, doesn't seem like it's going to work and i know there wasn't many other options but uh joe yeah that's like i think tommy made the point earlier that the problem is there is you know now we've not used those younger players in this wolves game it's more pressure to put them in of course villa but even more over man city like no one you're not gonna we can't exactly throw one of these kids in away at man city because like size kind of alluding to there they would just be like you know getting fed to the wolves in that game they're going to be uh the pardon the pun on the wolves that's not a that didn't mean that one <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's not the ideal environment to, to throw them into so yeah I, I, the only one thing i would say on this because you know just to almost play devil's advocate against myself a little and what we're all saying is maybe if romero was fit he would have actually put in someone like Phillips next to the the main man, right? Like putting him in next to Dyer, who's not started a game in like probably about what nine months um, since the uh, end of last season, midway, whatever, near the end of last season, probably wouldn't have been ideal either. But um, yeah, I, I think I just think we need to keep faith in that in this approach. It's worked so well for us so far, um, you know. We've been we've been getting great results. This week's been disappointing, but let's not just throw the whole thing out. You know, like we we have to keep we have to keep going even in adversity. And even if we, you know what? So what if we finish 
eighth, ninth this season. That's what a lot of people expected of us anyway. Let's not do it by playing the players that we know aren't going to be part of the project, you know, and uh, I think that's the main thing that, that, we, that we need to, to see the bigger picture with. Well, and I think we also have to consider um, as much as it would make more sense to have those young guys play against Wolves, um, we do have this international break. Uh, some of those guys won't be going anywhere for international break. Some of them will be probably playing with under 18s and stuff like that. Like I, um, th- that is a concern that like they might not be available. But but he, he might be thinking that like he'll have two weeks to train with uh, some of those young players, and maybe as much as Aston Villa is a much more threatening side. Maybe some of those guys will have more of an opportunity just from having that international break to have like two weeks of training uh, to get to get up to speed with what Ange wants, and it's not like and it's not like the the, the whole youth system hasn't been shifting to the Ange style of play because they have, uh, so they should already have an idea of what's expected out of them, uh, but. Maybe there's something to that with the international break coming up. Maybe this was just like plugging the, the square pegs in the round hole for to get us through this Wolves match. And then uh, we, we have the break to kind of recalibrate. I just wish there wasn't so many players from the, the squad in general that are going to be out on international duty. Like it would be great to have a Lo Celso available for international. Uh, but, you know, he's got, he's, yeah, he's going to be going to Argentina for the, uh, um, for the international break, you know, and it, it would be great to have a Hoy Bier if he's going to be make, playing in the squad, um, uh, back training with the, the, the team to, to, to get a better sense of how he's expected to start for our squad. Um, you know, Sar certainly going to be going on the international break, the Suma international break. Like, so it's, it's going to be tough to use this international break in the way that we need to. What are, what are you guys thinking? Like, is this a good thing or a bad thing at this point, this international break, uh, regardless of like the threat of injuries, which I'm sure we'll talk about too. I actually think it's come at the perfect time. It's going to give Ange a lot of time. I think with, uh, with, with Phillips and, and Hill and uh, these kids and they'll be at the, they'll be at the training facility and he can kind of run them and figure out if they're ready or if they're not ready or if it's time to give them a shot. And plus, with all the injuries and everybody, you know, it's it's kind of just been the perfect time for an international break. Now, yes, Bendecor is off playing for Uruguay, not the best, and the Celso's headed to Argentina. I personally don't think the is going to see the pitch for Argentina very much. I think it's just more of a, hey, he, it's it's a great nod to get called up. He's in no form be playing in those matches. So I would be surprised if he gets more than 20, 25 mi- minutes for Argentina. And Bentecourt obviously is a really great player for them. But the same token, I don't I don't see them overusing any of these players. Uh, Hoybear will definitely be playing 90 minutes. So the, that's that's kind of where I, where I sit on that. At the international break, I believe in my heart, is for the first time in a long time hitting at the right time. Yeah, I just uh, worry like any more injuries on this international break and where you are sunk. Uh, that that's my greatest fear uh, with it. But 
I think it's a good time, but like I just wish we had more players staying back that they could, could you know, train with the squad and try and uh, really fill those holes that we have right now. Um, any other thoughts on the international, uh, Joe? Like it looks like you might want to jump in. Well, I agree with Sai, and what I, just to add to that, those comments is we've conceded in the 90th minute or later every game in the last three games, right? Palace scored 90 minutes. Um, obviously, Chelsea did twice and Wolves did twice. So we've considered five goals after 90 minutes in the last three games. And the players look completely knackered in the Wolves game, especially. They looked so tired. And um, obviously, against Chelsea, you, you, you understand it because we only had nine players and we did remarkably well to even make that competitive even at that, at that late stage. But... Um, just to echo what Sai is saying, I think the, the just we just need that time to recalibrate. I think, um, and the the lack of fitness, it kind of. I know we've been all, we've been saying all year how great it is that we don't have uh, Europe, right? And and I do <coughs> think that's still valid, but kind of playing the devil's advocate a little here is that if we did have Europe, probably players like. Um, you know, like Hoybier or Dyer or Davis or players, Emerson, players that don't always start, Johnson, they would probably be fitter because they'd at least be playing matches. You know, I feel like the, the, a lot of our players look completely dead on their feet, didn't they, against Wolves? You could, you know, you could see that wave after wave uh, eventually was going to pay catches out. Um, so I agree, it's coming a good time and let's just uh, hope that we see proper Ange, Ange ball against Villa instead of whatever that was against Wolves because that was like Nuno Nuno all over again wasn't it yeah no it's uh, you guys make good points like for me it's like the risk of injuries and just like I wish some of these players would just stay back and and train with the team but um because I don't feel like we're going to get quality trainings out of the international break if if most of the remaining healthy first team players aren't aren't going to be there to train with everybody but but uh but regardless i i i want to kind of talk about a final topic which uh just january transfers so we kind of touched on it a little bit when while we were talking about the conversation and like certainly depth has been our problem we knew that coming into the season that uh, we all wanted another center back purchased uh, in the summer we all wanted uh, uh probably like another midfielder of some kind purchased in the summer like really attacking was the only area that we uh we we really like uh were strong on and and even that we've been hurt by injuries uh, like uh, Johnson got hurt for a p- brief period uh, um, uh, what's his name? Solomon, uh, Solomon got injured. Yeah, yeah, Solomon got injured, he's and he's injured. out for a significant period of time. Thank you. Yeah, it was brain freezing on Solomon. Uh, but um, what do we have to do this uh, this winter window? Like, what would be a successful window for you guys? Just a center back, um, a center back, another attacking player, a center back, a midfielder. Um, Tommy, go ahead. Yeah, I like I said earlier, I don't think we're going to buy anybody unless it's like a person coming off or 
coming into the last six months of their contract. I still think our best option, I'll, I think realistically how I outlined the whole money issue with Levy and January transfers, I think the best option probably is still to get a short-term solution of getting, you know, a center back, getting a true central midfield or another box-to-box midfielder that has the eye for attack that can do, you know, like kind of like Saar, but can be like Madison where that person can pick out a pass. I think offensively, if we had another striker, I'd be fine with it. But in terms of attacking midfielders and wingers, I think we're doing all right with that. But, you know, get these players that are, you know, contending for a Euro spot or even Copa America because they have a Copa America in the summer as well. Because my reasoning for that is because if they're contending and they're going to get more allegedly more playing time, they should be motivated enough to do well. Granted, we do have uh, a player known as Tangi Ndombele who couldn't be motivated at all. So, but I hope that, I mean, that might be an outlier. So, like, if we can find some, like, person with the right mentality, give give them some playing time, I think. It can do wonders because Joe will know because he was, uh, because this is what, 14 years, 13 years ago. Brought in Eider Good Johnson. He he was pretty vital for getting us to the Champions League in the 2009-10 season. Um, it can be done. Let's just say. Maybe we should be in the loan market, like uh, see who we can get on loan in the winter. Um, as as much as like we're the typically the team that should be loaning players out, like maybe this is like a a moment where. If we can get like some of the top teams in the world to loan us players that they're not using uh, to to fill a hole until we can purchase somebody over the summer that's uh, th- that's going to permanently fix that problem, um, maybe that's a good solution for depth um, w- without breaking the bank and whatever money issues Levy sees us as having. Because um, let's face it, they. They spent the Harry Kane money before they uh, uh, before they sold them. Like uh, all the purchases that we made this summer, were knowing that eventually Harry Kane was going to be sold. Um, uh, Joe, you looked like you wanted to jump in there. Yeah, I, I agree. If there's if there are the right profile of player, then you can bring in a loan and they can do a job over a short term for sure. Uh, that 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 definitely can happen. But my fear would be we would might. You know, we might do what we did last summer where, sorry, last January rather, when we brought in Dan Juma, who isn't a bad player, but just didn't, like, Conte obviously didn't want him. Like, why did we do that move? That was weird. We brought him in and never played him uh, at all. It, it, It just seems like we kind of brought him in for the sake of doing some business. I'd like to think... You know, like we talked about it, if like if someone wants to buy Lacelso and Ange doesn't want to bring him in when Madison's injured, let's just sell Lacelso. Like he's been at the club since 2019. He scored one league goal ever for the whole time he's been here. He doesn't do any. He's always injured. So let's instead of just keeping him, like oh, let's just you know get, just get rid of him. Just you know, I know it's easier said than done. It depends who's available, but. I think we we should try and get a bit of churn of, of getting rid of some of these people who don't who Ange doesn't want around. You know, let let's try and expedite the process rather than wait to the summer. 
have to do it all. Like, let's just get a couple. If we get a couple out the door in January and, and maybe bring a few, couple of young players or even a loan, whatever, in, then I'm all for it. I think, but I think we need to do some activity. I don't want to see one of those where we just leave it till the last day, then bring in one player. We need, we need to try and freshen things up a bit. I'd like to see more new faces. Work faster is, uh, is huge yeah. to me. Like, uh, yeah, like uh, I don't need another like Poro. And Poro's a great player. Right? Like we haven't talked about him today. He's been fantastic for us. I never thought he would be able to develop the defensive ability he's developed this season under Ange. Like, but we can't sit and watch like another deal like that just get dragged out to the till the very last minute again. Because then it's too late. Like we're already into the middle of the African Cup of Nations, and like we're waiting for this window to slam shut. And you know, it's it. We need to work faster this window, and like I, I hope the new people involved are, are uh, capable of doing that. Uh, Tommy, uh, uh, let's hear from you. No, I already said my piece in terms of let's get loans in. I mean, I think that's probably the best way to do it right now. I don't. I mean. Maybe this will motivate some of the players to be better as well. I mean, who knows? I just, I'm, I'm just, I mean, people might say that I'm being a Debbie Downer here, but I, I'd like to think that I'm being realistic personally, because I've been a you know fan for what 21 years. We know how Daniel Levy operates, so it's, I mean, you shouldn't really expect him to, you know, spend have a net spend of a hundred million in any window anytime soon. So it's well, Tommy, remember old um, Nelson and Saha. That was the classic one, wasn't it? When we were like second, yeah. second or third in the league and he just got two of the cheapest. Well, they were free, two <laughs> freebies, two free transfers. And uh, if we'd have signed a couple of players, we would have been top four, but he, he, yeah. he took, you know, and that's like you say, historically, you know, we're not going to do it. Like Anthony said, we spent the Kane money before we sold him. So that explained why we were buying all those players. Unless we shift someone of value, I don't really see us doing anything other than loans. But who knows? If we can just get rid of someone like a Lacelso, maybe, maybe, hey, maybe uh, Saudi's coming for Richarlison or something like a curveball like that. And that just gives us a few more options, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, but that was a rumor today, actually, that the Saudis were. Yeah. Coming. And for, for, the other thing with Lascelles, we played what we paid what fifty plus million. We're not going to get that much for him. We'll probably get like low thirties if if we're lucky. But realistically, he is a mainstay in the Argentina squad. Hasn't played this season, but he did well for Villarreal last year. So there is still demand for him. Let's just say. Uh, unfortunately for Ndombele, I just. When he comes back in no. January, let's just make sure that he's training on his own and never sees. Uh, is he coming back? Again. I thought he was. I That's thought he the was rumor. For the season, isn't he? I thought well, did, did Galatasaray he, not loan him for the whole? He is, season? but apparently the rumor is they want to send him back in January because he's still overweight. <laughs> oh, and I heard yeah. that apparently at the team hotel they had the meal and he ordered room service and got a burger. So that is not a good look. Yeah, there so. is a lot of like uh, bad looks there from from him, and it's just horrible to see. Like, and like, I don't know why you could. Do you not want a career? But uh, sorry, uh, you look like you're ready to jump back in. And uh, yeah, I, I, what about recalling Rodan? 
Can we can we can we actually recall him if we needed him? I'm not sure. I don't the, think the... so, sorry. Because I think I'll have to go back and check this. I think there was a fee, like a loan fee with Leeds. So basically when you um loan someone for a fee, there's like it's a contractual thing that you can't recall re recall them during that time. So I don't I don't think that's an option to be honest, mate. It's a good shout though. I, I kind of forgot he existed, but I, I don't think there's any option. I think we got a million or something for loaning him for the year, so I don't think we can. Fair enough. Yeah, there's a lot of contractual details that we don't even hear about, but I think it's unlikely because they probably would consider it if they could. But um, Well, one, one option is Marcus Edwards because can't we, um, under the terms of the sale and like all those clauses, I think we can buy him for much less than his market value because we have like a, something like a 50%. I remember- we we gave up a lot of his sell-on clause as part of the Poro deal, I believe. Um, oh, yeah, so right. I I don't think we can anymore. Like I think uh, we gave up a lot of that with the uh, with the Poro deal. Um, but it's a good shout. Like uh, think creatively, and I I think some of these new people, new faces that we have coming in, the guy from Villa. Like, hopefully these guys have good ideas and maybe we'll see something different in this window. It's tough to, we've seen so many years of Daniel Levy that it's tough to convince ourselves that that's going to happen. But um, but I think we've got to start thinking that way. Um, any other thoughts kind of on the, the what to do this winter before we wrap up the conversation? Uh, was that a hand sigh? No, no. Um, okay, well, um, let's have final thoughts uh, uh, on everything that we've talked about. The, uh, the what happened at Chelsea, the uh, the the Wolves uh, kind of uh, loss, uh, where this we where we have to reset our expectations. Uh, let's let's have final thoughts. Uh, who wants to tackle it first? Uh, go ahead, Joe. So I, I would say we have to not be too down. I know this podcast, we've been a bit, you know, because we're disappointed. We've we've obviously been uh, kind of, you know, analysing some some problems and, and, and issues. But the, the main thing is, considering where we were in the summer, we sold our best player. Um, we had low expectations for the most part. We've really exceeded those. And one bad week does, doesn't change that, you know, even though there's been a lot going on this last week. Let's let's you know, let's uh, not not lose faith too much in the in what we're doing here because it's been it's been brilliant this season so far and you know I think it's dangerous as fans if we get too sort of oh here we go again down like you know I think we need to get down the team and and keep the positive vibes going we have a tougher on like I said we have Villa and then it's City so Villa game is huge because you don't want to go into City having lost three in a row because the chances are three is going to become four pretty quickly there. So even if that happens, I think we should try and be level-headed and not get kind of carried away with everything. Just just see the good things and try and enjoy what we're, what we're building towards. No, I think that's a good sentiment. Uh, uh, sorry? I, uh, I 100% agree. I, just, I think we got to keep playing Ange ball. I think Ange has to keep playing his ball and, and if we just keep fighting on, keep marching on. I 
it's it's going to be at home. We're going to have the crowd behind us at Villa in the next match this weekend. I, I, I do fancy us to get points here, three points. We're, we're not doomed by any means. We have a lot of great players that are, that are, that are ready to play. And so I think it's, I think it's, I think we're still in really good shape. I just want Ange to, to make sure he's taking chances and, and fighting that way instead of trying to like change his momentum and sitting back with three defensive midfielders, even though Sar has been having a fantastic season. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him sit to start this match for a couple other people. Yeah, no, it's a, a good job. Tommy, final thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, Simon, si, definitely agreement with you. I He's been daring to do, I mean, I don't like to go into the whole to dare do thing or winning things with a flourish because I, I don't really believe into it that much. But he's been daring to do a lot of things and he's been putting his best foot forward early on and then like, you know, it's Saturday. It wasn't the greatest of looks. I'd say we know his reputation where he's Ange's made do with what he has and still did things very well. So, like, again, let, I don't, we're playing at home against Aston Villa in a week or a week and a half or in almost two weeks. So let's see how things go uh, with the international break. I know we got a lot of players out. Uh, on international duty, but that's not the worst thing in the world. You know, we still got a lot of, because of the depleted squad, uh, a lot of them can see some good practice or training time. So let's see how it goes. Uh, <clears throat> again, how Joe was saying, like, we've been analyzing things a little too much. I mean, firstly, we are a podcast, but the thing, these two losses did hit us like a ton of bricks uh, very quickly. So unfortunately, that's, we are only human. And, I mean, I know Thanksgiving is in what a little over a week, but one of the things I'm thankful for this season is we did get a good cushion early on. Um, and based on what's transpired past two matches, we definitely need it. So, but let's keep pushing. Uh, I mean, pretty obvious that we're not going to win the title, but Champions League is still very doable. And let's see how it goes. Uh, I mean, hopefully the new year comes quicker. And but you know. Let's uh, let's keep. I mean, realistically, we should keep our heads held up high. We, the team has done very well thus far, and let's try to keep it positive. What, let's just say. Yeah, and I, uh, we've been flying high this season, and we have gotten to see that, um, like our club motto back. Like so many of us have been saying all season, uh, we we've got our Tottenham back, and I still feel that way, uh, despite this, uh, um adversity that we faced um and we're going to continue to face a, a adversity this season and it's it's probably going to get worse before it gets better but um but i think ha having that cushion of getting th that excitement and us all buying into this what this coach was doing um that hasn't changed we've just hit the adversity point, which we're used to as first fans. And I think we're going to roll through this one, like, uh, like we've rolled through everything we've experienced over the last four or five seasons. Um, you know, probably since, uh, Pochettino's successful seasons. And even then we rolled through this type of adversity. So 
I'm feeling. I'm still feeling good. I'm still excited. I'm, I'd much rather w- watch this brand of football, even if it is with the wrong personnel to 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 play it. Um, and I'm sure Ange will fix it and get get it as right as he possibly can with the personnel that we have right now. And hopefully, we have better personnel coming in in, in the the winter window. Um, but I, I think we should all still ha- hold our heads up high and feel good about what's going on. And I'm very excited for um, where we're at, and I'm very excited to watch Spurs. Uh, but I think this is a good place to wrap it up. So I'm um, Anthony. You can find me at Callahan42, K-A-L-I-H-A-N 42 on Twitter. Um, Tommy, where can they find you? Uh, you can also find me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle, it well, X handle is Lily White Coys, uh, just the way it's supposed to be spelled. Okay, and uh, Joe, where can they find you? Uh, I am, I guess I'm just on Facebook now. I, I gave up X, as we call it these days, so I'll, I'm on Facebook. Say hello. <laughs> and uh, Cy, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at uh, CHI Shy Hawaii Guy. Perfect. Well, um, but that about wraps it up. So thank you so much to Joe, Tommy, and Cy for being on this week. And uh, uh, thanks to uh, Tommy for editing, Charlie for the music, Sam for social media, Kimberly for the logo, and as always, the Atlantic Bar and Grill. Uh, Come on out and watch us with us there if you're in Chicago. Uh, Find us on our many platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. Hit the subscribe button and write us a review where you can on those platforms. Um, And uh, check us out on Twitter and Facebook at 4 Star Spurs. Or, I'm sorry, X and Facebook at 4 Star Spurs. um, And our website at 4starspurs.com. Come on, you Spurs.